0: hello you guys welcome back welcome back welcome back to the expansion of the kingdom ministries i am here with a word a controversial topic that's debated and discussed in the church and this is going to be about deliverance so a lot of christians believe that once you come to christ you confess that he is your lord and savior that you don't need to be delivered from anything because you have received salvation, meaning that you have received eternal life because you are choosing to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. And although part of that is true, that of course whenever you confess and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for you, you are saved, you are covered by the blood, you are sealed. But what they failed to realize is that just because you just received the gift of salvation does not mean that you are still chained and that you are still trapped by bondage. And in order to be delivered from bondage, you have to go through deliverance. And God gave me this example Picture this young child, this young boy. He's like five, six years old. And you're walking in a forest and you see this little boy trapped in a cage. Or you see this little boy chained to almost like how a lot of like farm or people with big properties, they'll chain their dog to a tree. And it's like you see this little boy trapped in a cage or you see this little boy chained so what god wants you to know is that the little boy represents the children of christ and mind you if i would have said a grown man or a grown woman it wouldn't hit of course you would be like what is going on why is this grown man you know caged to this uh you know um caged in this in this box why is this grown man chained to this tree i mean for some we would be kind of like fearful like is he crazy is he mad did someone lock him here or like is this a trap is this a setup and your mind would kind of be like what's going on of course you would be like concerned and alerted and alarmed but if you saw an innocent child or even a baby chained or caged you would be super concerned you your heart you would just want to go and save them you probably wouldn't even think is this a trap or is this a setup you would be like I have to get this child unchained I have to get this child out of this cage I have to get this baby from being chained and out of this cage and so God looks at his children, whether they're grown, whether they're 80 years old, whether they're 20 years old, whether they're five, whether they're 10, God looks at all of his children as an innocent child. And he looks at us and he wants to deliver us. He wants to break us. Ooh, I'm getting chills. He wants to break us out of that, that cage. He wants to break off the chains. He wants to save us. And so what is this representation? What is this cage? What is the, symb- the symbolic message of the cage and the chain? Well, let's take it back to your childhood. Because although the child represents how God looks at us, as God- how God looks at his children, it also is representation of something happened in your childhood That the devil has your soul, a part of your soul, caged or chained. Okay? So the enemy, if he can stop you at your adolescence, if he can stop you as a baby, if he can stop you as a child, then he can prevent the impact that you will make in the kingdom, the lives that you will save, and... Living out your will from God, he can completely cancel that out. And so what he does is he tries to take us out. He tries to get a part of us or all of us caged or boxed in. And the example that I can give you of this is when the leader found out that there was going to be this Messiah that was going to come and save the world. He said, this is a threat, right? The enemy looks at us and he says, this child is a threat to my kingdom of darkness. That leader looked at Jesus, the Messiah, as a threat to his power. So what did he do? We all know the story. And if you don't, he sent out his army to kill every child under the age of three, I believe. And if I'm not right, please correct me or please look it up so you know for yourself what the age was. But he sent out his soldiers to kill this Messiah to stop My God, this is this message is so powerful. To stop the Messiah from coming to take away his power, take away his authority. This was a threat to the to the king. This was a threat to the high leader. So, the same way that this leader Try to kill Jesus before he could even grow into the Messiah is the same way that the enemy will try to still kill and destroy us because he knows that Jesus is in us. So if Jesus is in us and Jesus, he heard the words come straight from his mouth that greater works you will do than I am right now, the devil is threatened by your power. The devil is threatened by your authority. The devil is threatened by the shake and the quake of the impact that you will make in this world. And so the Bible tells us the story of Jesus so we can know the story of Jesus, but so also that we can apply it into our lives. So just like the leader tried to take out Jesus, the devil tries to take you out before you can even Go into the destiny and the will that God has for you, and he does it along our our the ways of our life because if you look at Jesus, the enemy didn't stop once he had once he worked through the king to just kill all of these newborn newborn babies and young children he he didn't just stop there. you see that the devil came back more and more and more times throughout jesus's life and his ministry this is why scripture says that the devil will come back at a more opportune time how he views it he views it as an opportune time so yes maybe he'll back up and distance himself away from you but know that he does not give up because the devil didn't give up he came to jesus in the wilderness and he tested him he tried to get jesus to break the assignment on his life but you see jesus was connected to god in such a strong mighty way that he did not get uprooted he did not fold when the pressure he he didn't even you know consider it a pressure from the from the enemy because he knew god so strongly he was like it's not gonna happen So this is what the enemy will try to do. So yes, he tries to, you know, lock us and chain us. He tries to kill, steal, and destroy us at a young age. But if he can't do that, then he tries to come back throughout our lives. And so this is why we must stay in close communion in relationship to God. This is why, if you see, Jesus had a hedge of protection around him. When he went back to his town that he grew up in, they tried to, they were like, dude, like, you are not the Messiah, you are a false prophet. They tried to, you know, but they couldn't touch him. Imagine how many attacks that the enemy worked through people to take out Jesus along his way in his life. Because in scripture it says that Jesus' whole life was not recorded all of his works were not recorded if it were man that that book would be way thicker than it is so the enemy tried to go and take out jesus throughout his life but let's start back to when the devil tried to entrap your soul and cage you a a part of you all of you in that cage he tried to chain you to that bondage he tried to chain you down what events happened in your life was it rape was it abuse was it neglect was it maybe a health condition was it a mental state what happened as far as back as you can remember when the enemy tried to entrap your soul, when the enemy tried to chain you and put you in bondage, what were the times, what was the time when you remember the traumatic experiences that you experienced as a kid? What, now we're taking it further into, you know, adolescence, teenage years, your young adulthood, What was it? Was it when you got your heart broken? Was it when you got made fun of in in school? And rumors were made up about you? What happened throughout your life that you can remember that has been traumatic for you? Because those things are the things that entrap your soul. This is what the enemy does. He tries to put you in bondage by the attacks that he throws at you so imagine this child being chained up to a tree and they received the free gift of salvation but they're still chained up to that tree there's some work to be done somebody needs to break off those chains somebody needs to release them out of the box because, yes, you received the salvation. But somewhere inside of you, somewhere inside of your soul, your soul is your heart, your mind, your emotions. That is your soul. Somewhere inside of your soul, there's, there's something caged up. There's something chained. If you've gone through deliverance, then you know. You could be depressed, dealing with the spirit of depression, because when you're chained up, when you're caged in, demonic spirits come with that. So if you were raped, a demonic spirit of sexual activity and the spirit of Jezebel can come onto you. The spirit of depression can come onto you. Whatever spirits, whatever demons that the devil sends attached to that bondage is what you're dealing with. You're dealing with addiction. Why are you dealing with addiction? Okay, well, because your soul, part of your soul was entrapped. And now in order to just even get some peace of mind, some type of feeling, you have to smoke weed all the time. You have to drink. You have to watch pornography. You have to do drugs. For some, it's even sicker. You have to stalk women. You have to rape them. You have to kill them. You have to do all of these things because these spirits come along when your soul, when part of your soul is entrapped and enslaved. You're in bondage. And so God wants you to know that it's going to be a process. Just like it's a process to uncage someone. Just like it's a process to break off a chain. You try one thing. It doesn't seem like it's working. You get something more stronger to cut through the metal. You do what you have to do until you're free, until you're released. God is going to be the one that shows you how you can be delivered. But the people that have been delivered know that, you know, hey, I was dealing with the spirit of addiction, but once I got delivered, it's so easy for me to pass that up. I deal with a spirit of depression, insecurity, but now since I'm delivered, I actually walk in a spirit of authority and confidence. So the ones that have been delivered from things, pornography, addictions, you know, depression, all of these different things that come attached to bondage, you know, the power of deliverance, you know, the power of deliverance. So God wants you to know this is this is a word where you really have to take it to God and you have to pray and you have to continuously seek him and you have to ask for confirmation, more confirmation, more confirmation until you know 110% that God is leading you and he's telling you, look, I'm taking you back to this part of childhood when your uncle molested you. Something happened, something shifted in you, something was attached to you, a spirit, it was bonded, you were bonded, a part of your soul became entangled in this darkness, and so now you wonder why it's hard for you to trust men. Now you wonder why you're constantly chasing after love and affection, and you know, you you dress provocatively and you want to be the sexiest person and you don't even realize this throughout your life that oh my gosh when I was a little girl I was molested by my uncle and because of a result of this it was like a down, a downward spiral this is why I have these problems and these issues I always wondered where it came from so God's going to reveal to you when this bondage happened It may be one incident. It may be multiple things. For some, they can be delivered in a day. For some, it takes 10 years. For some, it takes, you know, it's all different. We all have different journeys. Just like some people's crosses are heavier than others. Some people's crosses are lighter than others because we all have our own journey. So God is going to reveal to you when the enemy entrapped your soul, a part of your soul, when when the bondage happened. And that's when you will get the instructions from the Lord. Maybe you're in a church and you have the elders pray over you. You're going to, you know, counseling. You're making the steps to get yourself into a rehab center. You start to journal. You start to read things that are specific pertaining to the topic of what God has shown you of when the bondage started. And God is saying, don't give up, because it does take a while. It may not happen as soon as you think, and you may want to give up, but I've seen this picture, and it's of this guy, and they're digging, and one guy gives up, and he's so close to the diamonds, but he gives up because he feels like all that chipping away, all that. He keeps doing it. He keeps continuously doing it, and he's not seeing the results that he wants to see. So he gives up when he's this close to the diamonds. And then there's another guy that doesn't give up and he reaches the diamonds. He reaches the prize. And so God wants you to know, don't give up on this. It may bring up certain emotions and feelings that you don't want to feel, memories that you've buried. Some people face such traumatic events in their life that they even forget it. And sometimes little clips of it will come back because it's that traumatizing to them. So you may not want to face this. It doesn't feel good. Growing and healing oftentimes does not feel good. Doing the right things often does not feel good. It's like when God has a house and he knows that this house can be better, I'm going to tear it down. And that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be broken down, dismantled, torn apart. We often feel like God is good everything that's good in our life that feels good and then we associate everything that feels uncomfortable and bad is from the devil but that's not true god makes us feel uncomfortable all the time you have to face it and one thing i learned is you can try to run from it as long as you want but some way or another god is going to bring you back to the point where you're running from and while you're running It's causing even more destruction in your life. You can run, but you can't hide from your problems because God loves you that much that he will not allow you to be entrapped and entangled in bondage. This is not what he wants. This is not the will. Why does he allow it? Because God sees something that it's going to produce in you. God sees something that is going to literally be generational. It's going to change generations for you. God has his reasons, and sometimes we don't understand. And then later, God will reveal to us why this had to happen. But we have to trust him and know that if God allowed this to happen, then I know he's going to see it through for me. So no, it may not feel good. It may not be as fast as you want it to be. It may be faster than you think it's going to. We don't know God's plans for us. So we just have to take it one step at a time. And last night, it's crazy how God just brought this full circle because I was going to make a message on this. But then I was like, I don't really think it's a full message. But I know now why God gave that to me because he wanted to include it in this message. It was dark. I turned off the lights and I couldn't see. So instead of walking fast, I might run into something, right? And I was carrying a plate of food, right? You're carrying something valuable. You're carrying something that is a treasure inside of you. I did not want to drop that, that plate of food or that bowl of soup. It was a bowl of soup. I did not want to drop that. Like that would have burned me. I would have had to pick up a mess. My hands were full. So I was walking so slow. In filling the way in which I should go, not seeing. We walk by faith, not by sight. And I kept taking steps, one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time, till I made it into lightness, till I could see. And then I moved a little bit faster. So this is what God is saying, that deliverance is like, you have to trust God. You have to trust him. It may seem like your whole world is falling apart, but you have to trust him because he's rebuilding something. He's breaking those chains. He's breaking you out of that cage. God wants you to. God wants to deliver you. So yes, this message is about deliverance. It's super important that you know how how important deliverance is. And once you are delivered from something. You now have the authority to tell these thoughts that aren't your own. I'm delivered from that. In Jesus' name, Satan, depart from me. Go back Go back to the depths of hell where you came from. God delivered me from this. This is when you use your authority. So it's so important, guys. This message is very important. I. This is a teaching moment, and I tried to make it as simplified as I could. But deliverance is a very complex topic. Go and look up, ask God to cover you. Ask God to show you the message that he wants you to hear, the facts that he wants you to hear about deliverance. Because I can guarantee that I haven't covered all of what deliverance is about, but I've given you a good instruction manual to go and learn more and to go and take the first step into what deliverance is like and what and, and get actually in alignment to where you can get deliverance. Some people don't even know that this is a thing. So, you guys, I know that this message wasn't, like, the most, like, hallelujah, God's going to do it type of message, but it's something that's very important to the body of Christ that God has highlighted to me is that his children need to know about deliverance. His children need to know that, yes, you do need deliverance. And he wants his children to know that you got to take this first step. If you haven't been delivered, you have to take the first step. You have to put the ball in God's court. You have to. I just made a, a word a couple weeks ago about you have to get in position. God's throwing out blessings. God's throwing out balls. And although. You know, deliverance doesn't seem like a blessing. It is because it frees people. Some people can't even be a wife to their husband because they're in bondage. Some people cannot even just live life happily because they're in bondage. Some people cannot escape addiction because they're in bondage, depression because they're in bondage. Imagine what it's like being in bondage that child he's in the forest and he sees other children playing he goes and runs and tries to play boom he's tugged back by the bondage by the chain god wants his people to be free he wants to break every chain go and listen to i believe it's tasha cobb's break every chain 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 some people have been carrying around these heavy chains. Heavy chains. They've been delivered. But in their mind, they still believe that they're in bondage. So although this child was broken off the tree, the chain wasn't fully removed. They're, they're carrying it around. Their ankle has sores and bruises and and, and gashes, infections. It's heavy. Their leg is starting to feel it. It's out of balance. It's causing now back pain to their body. This chain, they're dragging it around. And God wants you to know, no, you've been delivered. I'm about to break the chains off of you. I'm about to break the chains off of you. I'm about to set you out of this cage. So whatever it is that you've been dealing with, I pray that God delivers you from, bond, from this bondage and that you will be free and that you will be free and that you will be at peace and that you will have rest. Some people sleep, but they never get rest because they're in bondage. Some people get all these blessings Nice home, wonderful family, wonderful wife, wonderful husband. But they're not getting rest. They're not at peace. Well, how could she just be so ungrateful that she got all these blessings? She's in bondage. She's not able to be at peace. She's not able to have happiness. She's not able to have rest. She's in bondage. God wants to break this off of us. So you guys, if this word helped you share it to people, spread the message. Dear Lord, I pray that whoever this message is for, that it reaches them, that you cover this message and your precious and holy blood, that my brother or my sister who is listening to my voice and listen to this message, that they will be delivered in your timing, God. And dear Lord, I ask that if it is in your will, that it will be sooner than later. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. God bless you guys until next time.